I'm Zach. And I'm Valina. And we're just a couple of horror fans making a horror podcast. Welcome to This House Was Never Meant to Be a Podcast. We're going to cover all of the horror anthology shows that we can get our hands on. And today, we will be continuing with the series Tales from the Dark Side with the episode Mookie and Pookie. Or, or like, Mookie and Pookie? I have no clue how this is supposed to be pronounced. I think it's Mookie and Pookie. We just watched this episode no, and it no, does it, not stick in our brain. Uh, it's Pookie and Mookie I don't for know. some reason. I think it might be Mookie. We just don't no, hear yeah, it's his like name Mookie as much as we and, hear hers. Uh, it, well, no, it's Mookie. I remember it was Mookie and Pookie. <laughs> it's so confusing. They're spelled exactly the same way with one letter difference, but it changes the pronunciation in the next two vowels. It's so weird. We'll just be pronouncing them however we feel like pronouncing them on when any, we pronounce them. At any given moment, however we feel like saying it. If we want to say mookage, we'll say it. Yes, mookage but, and pookage. <laughs> but yeah, the episode doesn't do too good of a job to make sure that you know the pronunciation of both. I think it would have simply been better if they were pronounced similarly. Well, keep in mind, we don't know that they're not pronounced similarly, right? We literally just don't remember <laughs> So, we know her name is Pookie, right? Yes, Pookie. it's Pookie. It's Pookie. I, ass- I assume his name is Mookie, but... It's it's Mookie, if I remember correctly. I, I, At I, least I, she said Mookie. I, I, just, I just straight up don't even remember. Either way, it doesn't really matter, because that's not even their real names. <laughs> yes. yes, they have real names, but that is the title of the episode, and therefore we have a right to complain about it right off the bat. So... Um, this episode actually has some very interesting people starring in it. Um, who was it that played Pookie again? What was her name? Okay, Pookie or Pookie, her name, is, her real name, the actress's name, is, uh, her name is Just, Justine Bateman. She played, uh, Mallory Keaton in Family Ties, which I didn't, I didn't watch, but apparently. It's a know, big show. What, yeah, that's what she was, like, well known for. Um, and that came out in 1982. You know, while this episode came out in 1984. So she um, was a name at the time. Yeah, she was. She was top built. Um, she actually probably because she's the main character in this episode. She was actually credited first before. Uh, I'm gonna slaughter this this name. Tippy Hedren, who played Melanie Daniels in The Bird. She was yes. the main character. We have another Alfred Hitchcock Presents slash Alfred Hitchcock movie veteran. Yes. All of the, a lot of them who do the Hitchcock, they do other like horror movie anthology shows. That's good for them. I mm-hmm. honestly think that's a really cool thing to do. It's just like, oh, it's your shtick, you know, just... You act in all sorts of different spooky things. Mm-hmm. And I wonder just how much we will see them again in other shows that we end up talking about, especially older ones. Yeah, and I've know. seen a lot of them show up in the the uh, anthology show of Monsters, which I think is supposed to be the spiritual successor to this show. I just don't hear as good things about it. Yeah, like this one is, even though it's not very popular... It still has more of a following behind it than Monsters does, which is interesting. So, Valina, tell us, what is this episode, of which is titled Mookie and Pookie, actually about? Okay, well, the episode starts with the family sitting at a table playing Scrabble. 
There's the dad, whose name is Harold. The mom's name is Ruth. And then you have the girl, whose name is Susan, but her nickname is Pookie. We don't actually find out the real names until a certain point later. Yeah, but... but it is pretty nice to know, because it's like, yeah. Yeah, because... It's so unimportant to the main part, either of their names, really. Yeah, so they're playing Scrabble, and Pookie, a.k.a. Susan... She's trying to use the word glitch, and the parents say, oh, that's not a real word, and she's, of course, arguing that it is a real word. It's a computer word, and the father's like, oh, that's a foreign language, practically. That's a computer language. They turn, and on a computer screen, a voice says, oh, glitch is a perfectly fine word, and- Oh, it was it was like a little radio thing, not well, a- It's like a more advanced baby monitor? I don't know, some sort of little thingy, <laughs> it, some sort of, like, technology thing. Is yeah. basically saying, oh, it's totally fine. It just means, like, when the computer messes up. And it's revealed that this is the twin of Pookie, and his name is Mookie, and his real name is Kevin. Yes. One of the worst names. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> there is hardly ever a character in a TV show or video game or movie that's named Kevin and is a nice person. Except like, this arguably one. Arguably Except uh, this Mookie. one. <laughs> which is one of the very few times that I've noticed. But very frequently you'll see that name pop up and it's an antagonistic character of some kind. So the mom reveals, oh, well, the twins always take each other's side, which is revealing, of course, that Mookie and Pookie are twins. But then Pookie, or rather Mookie, the boy, tells Pookie, Kay, can you come upstairs? And she does. She goes upstairs. She leaves the game. The parents continue looking at their little Scrabble tiles. But she goes upstairs, and he tells her, hey, I need you to make me a promise, twin to twin. And she gets a little upset already because she's kind of suspecting what he's going to say. And now I want to mention he's, like, bedridden. The second she comes in there, she mentions, oh, you look terrible, just to draw attention to the fact that, you know, he's not feeling very well. He's sick. And he asked her to promise him that if he doesn't make it, that she will finish the computer program that he's been working on. And she actually gets really angry at this. She says, that stupid computer has taken over your life. You've only been on that. You've been doing nothing else. She threatens to turn it off by pulling the plug. And, of course, he says, well, the only reason you hate this computer is because you don't know anything about it. I know that you don't, so I left you some really special instructions. So when I pass on and this is not finished, you will be able to finish it for me. So she goes back downstairs, and literally, the like, the second she's back on downstairs... This hideous alarm goes off and they all run back upstairs going, Kevin! And it just kind of just like leaves. Like you don't follow them back upstairs for like a second. It just shows like the table, like the, the, the scrabble board kind of yeah. messed up a bit. And then it follows them upstairs and uh, Mookie is dead. Yeah, that's like the next scene mm-hmm. is like a picture of him and a rose set next to it in his somewhat cleared out room. And we have absolutely no time to mourn. <laughs> yes, and neither do the characters because the next in that in that scene it shows Mookie or I mean no Pookie Susan, <laughs> the girl she's looking through his shelves, and I do want to mention his room just so you know he's a smart guy. <laughs> the walls are covered in pictures of planets. There's a giant poster of Albert Einstein on one of the corners. Mm. There's I mean, what straight up appears to be a, like an electron scanning microscope on one of the walls, which is very odd. 
And also something that I thought was interesting in uh, as a picture in his room is there's this picture that's just like this little red dot in the middle of this black picture. And it just looks like HAL 9000. Yeah, it's not even in his room. It's actually on the wall outside of his room. Like, right as they... What, I guess, the hallway, right in front of his door, opposite his actual room. It's just... It's like HAL is peering into his room. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got all these, like, diagrams and stuff on his wall. Some of them are insects. Like, a lot of things that don't make sense. Like, all this stuff is in there, but he's clearly only interested in computers. Oh, oh no, it does make sense, Felina. Because a computer can have bugs. I mean, I guess. Except not diagrams of butterflies. Like, that doesn't in, make any sense. In the sense. writer's heads, I bet you that made sense. No, they just they just wanted to tell you, the viewer, that he's not just smart for being on the computer. He clearly likes science as well. Except his whole life, literally. I mean, as far as we've seen it, the f- four seconds that we got to see before he died are literally just him being on the computer. So, like, I wouldn't necessarily think it would be wrong for him to just have computer stuff on the walls. That seems like it would be more what he's into. But, like, bugs and astronomy, like... A and lot Albert of those, Einstein. And Albert Einstein, those things are very different, and I feel like those don't really... It's like astrophysics and computer programming? Eh, that's, that's about the same. I mean, yeah, they might, it's sure. It's science. It's much more difficult than anything I'm willing to put up with. But, like, <laughs> bugs and planets? Like, those seem like your more basic kind of interesting science things. But again, it's just the quick way of telling you he's super smart. Also, we never see Pookie's room. No, we don't. For the rest of the episode, really, she's she's in Mookie's room. So we don't actually ever get to see where she sleeps or lives. Anyhow, so she's looking through his shelves. Uh, The mom walks in and she's like, oh, what are you looking for? And Pookie tries to tell her, I'm looking for the instructions he left me. But she gets upset and needs to hug her mom. She's all like, oh, I miss him too, Susan. But, like... (laughs) They don't look sad. I know both of these actresses are like, you know, award winning. Yeah. But yeah, one I mean, of them won like a couple Golden Globes and an Emmy or yeah, something. I think that right? was actually the girl. But the music is, is really what's telling you they're sad here. Like the music <laughs> is just full on, full house sad music telling you, just, you this is a sad moment. But you it's can like. You hear the composer just sweating bullets trying to make you feel something in the scene. I mean, I gotta give it to their voice acting. They're actually pretty good at, for the most part, conveying the emotions with their voice. But their faces do not really mm-hmm. change at all. I'm like, wait, are they sad? I wonder how long it's been. And it, it really hasn't been long at all. How long it's been is an important question in this episode that ultimately changes how you look at all of these characters. Yeah, it's actually quite psychopathic how little time has passed by and how very little the parents in particular seem to actually care. Uh, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. So she finds a hat of his, like this little black cap. And it's like a veteran's cap. Yeah, I don't really know why he has it, but either way, she grabs it and puts it on. And it's kind of interesting to note that in the previous scene when Mookie was alive, she was wearing this like giant hair bow mm-hmm. in her hair. Giant Ribbon. Yeah, big old ribbon tied in a bow at the very top, like she's four. And in this scene, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I'm gonna say that that's very, very purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a loss of her innocence, right? She just lost her twin brother, so it's well, maybe not innocence. Well, because it of... is kind of you know that was her brother. They played games together. It starts out with showing her playing games with her family, and she had a brother there. Then she has this loss, and then the bow is gone again. Later at the end of this episode, I'll point out why that's very important mm-hmm. for I guess Pookie's character arc. 
Yeah. Okay, so she finds the instructions a drawer, a little nightstand or something. Which she tries to close and she like kicks it with her knee closed and it doesn't close and it flops right back open. But it's just far enough from the camera to where most people wouldn't notice it. And apparently the director didn't either. (laughs) They didn't care to make another take. They didn't care. (laughs) So what does she do with that? What's on that? Well, those are the special instructions. So she just takes that to the computer and she starts trying to figure out the computer. And then, well, it kind of leaves that scene. It just shows her sitting at the computer with the instructions. It says for um, Pookie on it. And then the scene changes. We <laughs> Now, this is where we get to the problem. This is the teeth gritting part. Yeah, with, with how much time has passed. Which we really find out is not a lot. So the next scene is the dad talking to the wife downstairs like in the living room mm-hmm. he mentioned that there's this man from work that wants a computer so he's like oh yeah we have that one the one that you know our dead son used to be on constantly that now our grieving daughter has been on for most of the summer okay <laughs> most of the summer so these kids are in summer school now i do want to point out that i mean we don't really know when he died but the dad mentions that Pookie has been on the computer most of the summer and she's been glued to it. And he mentions that it's not good for her to be up there like that, that she's wasting her time. But, and, and the mother argues, and this is what any normal person would argue, that she's grieving her brother and this is how she's handling it. But it's been most the, you know, we assume it's most the summer, which is at, at literally the most three months, three mm. months long. She's being expected to be over her brother's death in three, in three months. months. And and I also want to vouch for the idea that this episode may have actually begun during the summer too. Yeah. Because Mookie and Pookie are not doing homework and they're just playing games in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. which tells me that they don't have anything to do. Yeah. So that tells me that this is probably happening at the beginning of the summer. Yes. There's heavy implications that it was already summertime when Mookie was still alive. So the fact is that summer's not even over and they're already impatient for her to be done grieving your brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ooh, it's... cold-hearted. And I do gotta um, mention the actual lack of any kind of a grief on any character except for Pookie. Yeah. And it makes the parents sound so cold. I and considering know. we don't actually know <laughs> how Mookie died or why he was sick, their actual just cold callousness. I mean, it makes you almost wonder if they weren't trying to kill him themselves. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think that's the case for the way this episode goes, but I think you could probably straight up argue it based on their behavior alone, mm-hmm. which I'm just going to put down to just bad Just, a, just to toss that into the open. Just let that be known for all of us. We don't know 100%, but it is totally a possibility, and they didn't say it didn't happen. <laughs> That they could have poisoned their child. Just putting that out there. That's for you all to chew on. (laughs) So it goes back up to show Pookie in the room. She's like kind of surrounded by the computer like her brother had kind of been. And when I'm talking about the computer, I got to mention that this thing is ginormous. This thing, she's sitting on a desk. The computer takes up the entire desk. And then on either side of her, like left and right, are two tables also covered with miscellaneous computer things like i think Mm. one's this ginormous printer with that huge paper with a bunch of hole punches on either side almost Mm. like a notebook that's spiral bound yeah but like it's like old printer paper yeah it's really weird it makes this hideous noise when it's 
printing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those glorious old 80s computers where you have the big monitor and the, and the printer's going... It's, it's, it's so wonderful. It just brings back so many memories of when I was a really young kid. See, I don't even remember those sounds. Like, I didn't know I probably had a computer that either made those noises or we had one in our computer lab. It just reminds me a lot of the dial-up sound. You know? See, I don't even know if we had... To, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember the sound effect. I don't remember if we had it, but I remember the sound. Hmm. Yeah, it, this is one of those episodes that really feels its age with how old everything is yeah. and how mysterious technology is. They didn't even know the word glitch was a real word. That is so <laughs> common nowadays. I I mean, it's in 1984, so I, computers just weren't really widespread then. They were really a niche kind of a interest which is i guess why the dad is so keen on getting rid of it other than just to spite punishing, the death of his child punishing pookie for daring to miss her brother and trying to grieve him <laughs> i'm assuming the computer doesn't mean anything to them right but again that doesn't make any sense i don't even care if it's completely useless garbage that she's collecting a big old pile of lint if that's how she is grieving her brother she should utterly be allowed to do so it's at most it's been three months at the actual most and then punishing her for mourning him is just crazy to me and it gets worse it gets oh, worse. it gets much worse. <laughs> so it goes to show Mookie. Uh, I mean, Pookie. No, they don't uh, show Mookie no more. Oh, wait. I guess I already mentioned that. But she's on the computer. She's kind of talking to herself. And then the doorbell rings. And Pookie is too busy to leave the computer and investigate it herself. But the mother, because she's already in the living room, she opens the door. And it's this delivery man with a giant box. And the mom's like, oh, who's this from? He's like, I don't know. But it's for, it's for, for, it's for uh, Susan. Susan. Yeah, here, here's the, if you take this box, it's, it's real heavy. <laughs> yeah, so the mom takes it from him, drags it all the way upstairs, brings it to uh, Pookie, who's on the computer still. And she's like, did you order this? And she's like, huh, no. <laughs> but she's like, do you know who it's from? Like, I don't know, just put it on my bed. And she's like, don't you want to know what's in the box? And she's like, mom, I'm really, I'm in the middle of something. So the mom, she's like, okay, can I open it then? And she's like, go ahead. Sure, good so, luck yourself out. <laughs> so while she's opening it, the mom mentions... Oh, do you remember that summer camp, that writing summer camp that you wanted to go to? And I said no because uh, because Kevin was too sick. Well, now I've signed you up for the next two-week session. No point sitting around all summer. No point grieving. So, again, here's the sort of time period. We give them a maximum of three months, right? Mm -hmm. But clearly the summer is not even over. To the point where there's an entire two-week summer session of a camp she can go to that her mother has signed her up for. It has not even been three months. And they're already sick and tired of their daughter mourning their son. It's... <laughs> it, it's just messed it's up. It's so psychotic. This is honestly our, our probably our biggest point of contention with this episode, to be honest with you. But... So we're really just going to be pointing it out, like, every time we see it. It's kind of just horrific. Yeah, the dark side of this whole story is not the whole thing with the computer. It's how freaking supernaturally callous her parents uh -huh. are. <laughs> and, of course, Pookie is all like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm busy with the computer. So the mom, she's not really happy about this because she wanted her to stop doing nothing. Oh, gosh. And she opens it up and says, oh, what is this? And then Susan gets really excited. She's like, oh, that's a voice synthesizer. Oh, he must have known I was ready for it. And mom's like, wait, no, no, no. Who knew you were ready for this? And I was like, oh, Kevin. 
And then the mom just kind of sits back dramatically on the bed like, oh, Susan. Oh, geez, she's finally cracking. She's been mourning for so long. She thinks her brother's talking to her. It's like, it has been barely two months at most. Like, I, it's, well, I mean, I understand them thinking that's bizarre, but it's so tied in with this idea that she's not really allowed to mourn. It's, I, I just, I, I can't really get over that. And also, I do want to mention, too, this is another point where we're having a problem here with the emotions being delivered by music. There's this particular song. Unfortunately, we do not have a clip, so we can't insert it into our audio here for you to hear it. But there's this song that's played in literally every Tales from the Dark Side episode that tells you that something creepy is about to happen or currently happening. And during this scene, when she gets the voice synthesizer and when she's telling her mom, it's Kevin, this song is playing not only really loudly, but just it's so inappropriate (laughs) for what is happening. I know that this should be some sort of a reveal. She thinks her brother is in the computer or, you know, is still alive in some form. That this is kind of like a heavy moment. You know, the mom, I think, actually reacts like she should. Like, oh, Susan, your brother's not still alive. That's appropriate. But with the music so overbearing, particularly when we hear it with all these very supernatural events, when it's over something so mundane as getting a part for your computer, it's, <laughs> it really, it really throws you off when you're watching it. Like, wait, why is this playing? It takes away from the scene and it makes it seem almost more normal, like the scene itself. Because again, it's hard to realize that what Pookie is saying is actually abnormal when that music is playing and you're thinking, what's going on? What supernatural creature is going to burst in here at any second? Because you're kind of conditioned to think that with this music. <laughs> is Mookie going to crawl out of the PC screen like Samara or something? <laughs> like Nothing like that ends up happening. It's just... It's just this ridiculously over-the-top music with the revelation that maybe Mookie is talking to Pookie through the computer. Yeah, and it's it's really obnoxious, and it was just such an inappropriate choice. Like, I know they probably have a small pool of, like, free music to pull from, or perhaps music made for just for them, but that was a bad choice. They should have honestly had no music. music. It's stock music that they're using for this show. Well, I don't think they composed anything besides the main theme song. But yeah, that, that was just a bad choice. And it threw me off so badly to watch that. I was like, what's happening? It, it makes it sound like something else is happening yeah, than jarring. you're actually seeing on screen. So uh, the scene changes. The mom's telling the dad what happened with Susan ordering the synthesizer and that she thinks that her brother's still alive. And of course, the dad is going on saying, well, you know what? I've already sold the computer, that guy I was mentioning in the office. Like, I've already sold it to him. It's, (laughs) you know, so, oh, we have to, like, he he says literally this about his daughter spending too much time upstairs with the computer. He says, oh, we got to take it away when she isn't looking. And he mentions this when the mother makes an objection to that, saying, well, you know what? Maybe that isn't right. He says, we got to make a clean break now. Yeah. A clean yeah. break now. A clean break from her brother? From her grieving? Like she, like I said, three months max. We already kind of know the full summer isn't past, so two months max? She, we, we had to really sever her from her brother for good. It's like, well, he's already dead. You've The break is already made. Let her grieve. It's not even just about that, too. It's just like, oh, she has a hobby she's really into. 
at the lightest scenario is she's just really into a hobby of like the same thing that uh Mookie was into. So it's like, oh nope, you gotta nip that right in the bud. You just gotta rip the band-aid off. It, it's just like why? Why it's not hurting anybody? Mm-hmm. It's not hurting anybody. It's not harming the well, I mean, it might be harming the relationship a little bit, but the parents are far more of the aggressors in that part of the conflict than the child is. Mm-hmm. The parents are like, oh no, she's not doing what we want her to do. So we gotta just rip that computer away from her. And here's here's the <laughs> awful thing about it is that ultimately they want her to grieve by acting normal. They want her to grieve by having fun at summer camp. Oh, I signed you up for the next two weeks. They want her to behave in a way that isn't different from her normal behavior. And her oh, being That's assuming the com- they want her to grieve. They don't want her to <laughs> grieve. That's why they wanted to send her to summer camp. That's why they don't want her on the computer. They're acting like she's wasting all of her time. No point in what- sitting around all day. Exactly. And it's like her twin brother just died. Why in the world would you expect her to be behaving normally? That would be abnormal. If someone you're so close to, and it's been shown earlier in the episode, oh, they always side together, that they're very close. If you were to behave normal after this person died, it means something is very wrong with you. Or you're going to explode at some other point because you're trying your best to pretend everything's normal. But she isn't. She's embracing this computer program. And instead of saying this seems like a healthy way to grieve because she's not crying all the time, she's really, well, actually, it might not even be healthy if she isn't crying. She's so focused on this. And I understand that. Maybe thinking, well, maybe that's unhealthy, you know. But they're not trying to get her to cry, though. They're not trying to make her face Mookie's death. They're literally trying to get her to just buck up and go have fun at summer camp stop wasting your time on the computer so it isn't even about them trying to make her grieve properly because they're not even sad the saddest person in this entire episode is pookie maybe the second saddest person is the postman (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you gotta have to carry that giant package (laughs) this is the point where i would like to remind the audience that their child died and they are less sad about it than the sibling Mm -hmm. which is absolutely insane like it was your offspring your child this came out of you two mm-hmm. you're not upset that they're gone yeah just that <laughs> line though we gotta make a clean break now uh, it just it's so cold it's, it's so just so awful. cold so yeah so they they literally go upstairs and pookie is sleeping on like almost like on top of the computer and they're actually planning to unplug it and take it out from underneath her while she's sleeping on top of it so they can sell it to a dude from work (laughs) Uh, i can't even describe how cold that is but either way the father goes to unplug the computer and there's a big alarm goes off and the synthesized voice says help me help me Mm -hmm. and the computer monitor itself has a display that just says help and Pookie wakes up and she's kind of excited. She actually says, did you hear Mookie? Because of the voice crying out. And the mom immediately like, of course. And the dad's like, no, I nope, didn't. No, 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 I didn't hear nothing. Nope, <laughs> nope, no, just, I didn't hear no, nothing out of that. Yeah, and that's just a computer. Of course, Pookie's like, you don't understand. Kevin's my twin brother. I know he's in there. And she goes to try to tell them that he's in the network. She goes on to this kind of computery explanation that her brother is inside the computer, in the, the computer network. All her work on the computer is trying to get him out. Not like physically, but to help him communicate through the computer itself, which is what the voice synthesizer is for. For mm-hmm. him to sort of be alive via the computer. But as of now, he's kind of stuck in the network and isn't really fully, I guess, in control of the computer. I guess that's like the actual idea and i'm okay i'm okay with that that's what it is in theory 
Keep in mind, they don't explain a lot of this very well for the time, and they don't explain it well for people who come along way later down the line where this is all relatively normal mm-hmm. and how alien it's supposed to be back in the day. Yeah, and it's such a very cliche idea at this point that someone's downloaded themselves into the computer after their death or whatever that I don't actually need an explanation. Just saying that they're in the computer and knowing that they're dead is simply enough for me because my mind can fill in the blanks. I've seen billions of versions of this same exact idea. So it's sort of like, okay, just tell me that. Like, I will fill in the blanks. I don't need any more explanation. Just tell me it's magic or sci-fi magic. It doesn't make a difference. It's the same thing. But the father, he doesn't believe it. And I mean, I don't blame him, of course. Like, that's a completely logical thing to think. But... Again, the problem isn't that he doesn't necessarily believe in the computer. It's that he simply doesn't want his daughter to grieve. And it doesn't matter really if this is unhealthy or what, because she's not allowed to grieve, period. So the dad, of course, tells her to stop this nonsense right now. I'm going to have this computer dismantled and taken away, which is, of course, an oddly empty slash very full threat because he's he's already planned to do that. This is not... Planned? He already made the deal. It's in motion. Exactly. So he's holding this as though he's going to do this if she doesn't shape up. But he was going to do this anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. He's straight up going to do it. Period. So she starts arguing with him. And then the computer in the synthesized voice says, let Pookie finish. And Mookie kind of, no, Pookie kind of smiles at this. See, he's alive. And of course, this just giant music comes on just to tell you, ooh, dun, dun, dun. Like, really, I mean, the music is very overbearing, but um, at least this one was appropriately chosen. Yeah. Even if it feels a little too epic. Even if it it is overkill, at least they hit the target. (laughs) So that is actually the end of that scene. And the next scene is uh, Pookie tapping at the computer. She's done. She says, that's it. I'm I'm done. And things printing up. And she's like kind of looking around. She's a little confused. Like she's finally figured out how to complete the program that uh, Mookie left for her to finish. But something's not quite right. Then the mom and dad walk in and she turns to them angrily. And she says, how could you sell the computer? M- Mookie just told me that a check has been written to somebody named Dave. Last name. <laughs> Last name. <laughs> In order to receive my computer. How did you know about that? <laughs> like, like Mookie told me, Dad. So they start arguing. And again, about this isn't your brother. This is a computer. And she's like, yes, it is my brother. And I can prove it. And the dad's like, well, I'll make you a deal. If you can prove that Mookie, or rather Kevin, the only one who calls Mookie Mookie is, um, the only one who calls Kevin Mookie is Susan. And the only one who calls Susan Pookie is Mookie. <laughs> He says, if you can prove that Kevin is in that computer, I will believe you and I will not get rid of the computer. And she's like, oh, that's perfectly fine because it's true. So I will be able to prove it. Then he's like, but if you are unable to prove it, then you need to stop saying that your brother's in the computer and we're going to sell the computer. So she's actually really confident with this. So she says for her mom to actually ask him, just type in, ask him if that's him in there. So the mom, she sits down. She's pretty much a good sport about this. She sits down on the computer and she types in, are you really there? And there's no response. Mookie's, or Pookie's kind of confused. She's like, well, he always answers me. So she has the dad sit down at the computer and he says, are you really Kevin? And again, there's no response. So the dad basically thinks that this is a win for him and that he's going to get rid of the computer. And there's nothing that Pookie is technically allowed to do about it. 
Although, again, he was already going to do this. There's, like, literally all of this idea that she ever had a A fighting chance or a say is completely false. Because, yeah, it's moot. (laughs) Because she simply didn't. He was always going to get rid of it. So she, once they both leave, she kind of gets mad at Mookie. She's like, why aren't you there when I need you? And he actually types back a response. Not ready. Yes, essentially. Here it's a little bit longer of a response, but he does say that out loud. And she says, who's not ready? Bah. <laughs> so, again, we see the mom and dad arguing about how the computers work. The mom's saying, well, how in the world would she know who Dave from the office is if Mookie didn't tell her? And, of course, the dad. And I have to say, he, he it's, it's logical. She, he's like, well, she's on the computer. She probably came across our network. Maybe she hacked the mainframe. <laughs> yeah, basically. And she found it by accident. Yeah. I like. I find it funny that they don't actually give Pookie enough credit here. Like, she's clearly making a, a computer that is actually generating her own brother's voice. So the fact that even if she was wrong about Mookie being in the computer, the fact is, is that she does know a lot about computers at this point. So thinking that she could not actually hack their works computer network because only Mookie could have done that. No, like she actually could have done that. And I feel like the father is actually totally, not in the right necessarily, but he's pretty much got reason to think she did it. But but again, to say it was on accident, it's just, again, just yanking credit (laughs) away from her. Like for goodness sake. But that has to imply that she knew about this to some degree though. Uh, Because if you're hunting for a check, it means you're looking for recent transactions from your dad. That is true. So there's already a level of suspicion that goes into accidentally stumbling on that. Exactly. Because then it's sort of like, I accidentally found this needle in this particular haystack. Like, yeah. you know, I you didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is what makes that explanation excessively ridiculous. Oh, you know, maybe she hacked the mainframe and she found the check by accident. <laughs> That's how she knew about this very specific person's transaction. Who happens to be me and the guy from work I sold it to. Exactly. Yeah, there's no such thing as an accident here. The dad tells the mom he's going to give Pookie one last chance. With a lot of what the father says, this is also a lie. He goes (laughs) to Pookie's room holding a piece of paper. (laughs) And he hands it to her. And he's like, oh, this is for you. It's a letter. And she reads it out loud. And it is a letter that is basically saying, Hi, Pookie. You were successful. This is Mookie. You can move on now. Let Dad sell the computer. I love to you. To that specific guy. To, yeah. Keep in mind, literally uses the guy's name in the letter. Love your twin brother, Mookie. A.K.A. Kevin. A.K.A. Dad's son. And it is just... I'm just going to say... She's not fooled for a single second. She reads it with almost disgust, looking at it. She turns to her dad, and she's like, how in the world would you think that I would believe in this? How in the world do you expect me to believe this? (laughs) And of course, yeah, I mean, she's angry. She's like, because that's real, and this letter was written by you, and it's fake. Just like your love for me, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say that. So the mom comes running in and like, what's the ruckus in here? And Pookie turns to the mom like, he's giving me this fake letter thinking I would buy it for my own twin. There's nothing wrong with forging letters from your dead children to get what you want, right? (laughs) And of course, they start arguing again. He says he's going to sell the computer. And the voice synthesizer says, don't do it, dad. And he just kind of ignores that. He just ignores the fact that Mookie said anything. And they continue kind of arguing. And on the second time Mookie intervenes, he says, 
listen to Pookie. The dad pauses in his yelling at Pookie and kind of turns the computer and says, you stay out of this, Kevin. And then he turns back to Pookie to like argue some more. And then he freezes and Pookie smiles. She's triumphant. He just, yes, he just (laughs) referred to the computer as he would his son. So for that split second, he believed, right? Like he accepted that that was his son, Kevin. And the dad's like, oh, I I think I I need to go downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm out. I am head out. <laughs> so the next scene is them all downstairs, all three of them playing Scrabble like they had at the very beginning. And again, like the very beginning, Pookie is wearing that bow in her hair. Well, it's a blue bow. A blue time. bow. It's a different color, but it's it's a bow again. And they're playing, they're laughing, and the dad, he puts one letter on there for Gable and something else. Was it Wing? Wing and Gable? Wing and Gable. Then they're like, oh, it's your turn. And they look off towards the left of the screen. And you see the computer screen saying, Guess what, Dad? Voyager. Seven letters. <laughs> yeah, triple word score. And it ends on that note. That And they all laugh heartily. Yes, they all laugh heartily. <laughs> And essentially, Mookie has been reincorporated into the family as a computer. And they're all essentially back to their normal lives. Except for the fact, considering that Mookie was bedridden and had always interacted with them, as far as we can tell, through electronics to begin with, this doesn't actually change their lives that much for him to be in the computer. Which is really kind of sad. Um, considering. <laughs> but... It's and I do want to mention too, Mookie, uh, Pookie was actually upset with her brother in the very beginning of the episode that the computer had taken over his life and that they only ever see him through their computer and all that stuff. She thought she had lost him like to the computer to begin with, and now she only has him back through the computer. Mm. And of course, I think that her initial anger at the computer is there to like mirror the father's anger right even though it's for totally different reasons she thought she lost her brother to the computer and was angry at it because she couldn't really spend a lot of time physically with her brother but when the dad was angry that he's losing his daughter to the computer he was more than happy to keep mookie away and he was upset that mookie was there because of the computer Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so ridiculous how absolutely just stonewalled he is about like, no, this is not a thing. And I'm not going to let you even remember Mookie. And here's the sort of sad thing. I feel like they could have easily made it to where the dad wanted to spend time with his daughter. Like, I lost one child and now, you know, I don't want you up there all the time too. It's just like you're in his place. Because think about it. Now that I mentioned Mookie's anger at losing your brother to the computer and then her desire to get him back through the computer, the father could have had a similar arc, right? Where now I lost my son and now my my daughter's going in the same way, even though it's not a physical illness like he had. It's the idea that mentally she's only going to be on the computer. But it isn't like that. It doesn't come across like that at all. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really just him angry at her for i mean literally mourning he's her pursued through this he's through this whole episode he is motivated by anger at the computer and greed and that's pretty much him throughout the entire episode except for the last like four minutes of the episode mm-hmm. and that is a long time to be absolutely no positive motivation for anything he's feeling whatsoever yeah and i feel like they easily could have framed it like that though they could have made that dad a lot more sympathetic because i feel like again 
A lot of what he says is completely rational. My son is not a computer. You can't just, there's no such thing as magic. You can't just put a human being into the computer like that. And that's absolutely correct. He has every reason to think that. But his actions regarding his daughter's obsession with the computer, it doesn't feel right. There is zero compassion because any normal person, again, at the actual most, three whole months have passed. And I'm not even going to believe in that because of the summer camp thing that the mother didn't allow um, Pookie to go to summer camp because Mookie was sick. Which means that it was near the beginning of summer when Mookie died. So it wasn't even the end of summer when this whole thing got sorted out. So literally inside of three months, she was expected to be over her brother's death. And none of them were sad. Like literally no one is shown to be sad or really thinking heavily about Kevin except for Pookie. And like I said, within a three month span, that's just, you need to mourn. And no one- Especially twins. Yes. And no one is shown crying. No one's even shown with their face contorted in any kind of emotion. Not even a beauty tear. Yeah, not even like a single beauty tear. That's just shot on the actor's face with like a blowgun. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, or a place there with like an eyedropper. None of that. <laughs> but it feels like the real subject here is whether or not she's allowed to mourn. And that's what it feels like. It's a shame because I feel like everything is sort of written in there for the father to be going through what Mookie or what Pookie at the beginning was going through. I'm losing my family member to a computer and I don't like computers because I don't understand them. Because that is essentially, that's like literally what Mookie told Pookie. He says, the only reason you hate it is because you don't understand it. And she did agree to learn. And she did it for her love of her brother. And I feel like the father literally could have gone through the same exact thing. And all of it is there. But it's framed in this callous way that you don't get any of that from the father, even though it should very well have been there. And I don't understand why. And I feel like this episode would have been a lot less frustrating if we thought that this father wasn't just ice cold and just cared so little about his own son and his own daughter that maybe he could have been doing this out of his own grief. That, oh, I'm losing my daughter too. Like, spend more time with I'm not with the... gonna let that happen. Yeah, spend more time with the family. You're up there all the time. You should be down here. But it isn't that. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be wasting time up there. You should be with friends. You should be at the summer camp. You should be literally not in the house. I'm <laughs> over it. You should be over it too. Yeah, so <laughs> again, it's just so bizarre and frustrating when it did not need to be. I feel like they really didn't have to have it like that, and they did. I mean, to be fair... If they had as much time as we had to watch Mookie develop as a character... You mean Pookie? Oh, well, no, Mookie. <laughs> oh, Mookie. If, we, if they had as much time as we did to watch Mookie develop as a character, I wouldn't have grieved him either. I mean, I we mean... only see him in there for like three, four minutes of the whole episode, and he's gone. This whole episode about how his, this uh, twin brother is dead and in the computer... He's only in it physically for like four minutes mm. and even then not if even in person for all of those because he's being talked at through like a baby monitor type thing mm -hmm. and we don't see him until like right before he dies and his body <laughs> and that's all we see of him about this whole episode that is about him. Well, it's not really about him, though, right? It's well, a, it's it is a, really about him because no, that's why Pookie is doing anything is no, because he, of him. He's the motivation. But the story is about her. Like, this is about how she essentially saves her brother from death, 
right? Because he is dead and he is trapped in the computer and she has to battle her lack of knowledge about computers as well as her family's lack of knowledge and purposeful ignorance, right? You know, quote unquote, because technically none of that's true, right? I mean, like I said, technologically speaking, the father is kind of in the right to disbelieve. But disregarding that, she has to fight against her parents. She has to fight against her own lack of knowledge. And she has to work towards protecting her brother and bringing him back. So the episode really is about her saving her brother. So he's not, it's about him only in the way that he's the main motivation for her. But she is the main character and it really is about her in the more traditional sense, right? And then of course it's really about her versus her father. He's really the core of what... He's the conflict. Yeah, he's, yeah, he is the central conflict, right? Because if it really wasn't for him, she could have just chugged along on the computer and then just gotten her brother back. She could have gotten her mom on board pretty quickly and but it's the father who's like threatening to sell the the roadblock Mm -hmm. considering how little actually happens in this episode like sure there's a lot of scene changes but ultimately what's happening is that Pookie's on the computer and the parents keep threatening to sell the computer and then she's like oh no my brother's in here and then she proves it I then they go back to playing Scrabble you know (laughs) that's I mean that is the episode in a nutshell so Not a whole lot happens, right? But the core of it is the father and the daughter's struggle. And again, despite all this, there really is no grieving, right? (laughs) Like, period. Because she, you know, there's the thing too. Mookie doesn't have to grieve because she always believes that her brother's still alive. So never once does she have to be truly sad, except for in the beginning. Yeah. Because that's when her brother's dead. And when she realizes that the instructions are to bring him back, she realizes that he isn't dead. Therefore, she's no longer sad about him being dead. And she's talking to herself, mumbling to herself. She's talking to the computer. She's always talking to Mookie. So she's not really even alone. So there is no real grieving for her. And that's what's really kind of even crueler when the parents try to take that away. On one hand, it's sort of like you got to face reality because your brother's dead and he's not the computer. And she's saying, well, he really is alive. Reality is that my brother is alive. So I guess really they're kind of fighting with two different realities here. (laughs) The idealized version and... The not-so-ideal version where you lose your twin brother for good. Though that might be thinking a lot deeper than maybe this episode intended for us to be thinking. So, Zaki, earlier, or rather last episode, when we brought up Mookie and Pookie, we said that this was the absolute middle, most middle-of-the-road basic episode. Having rewatched it and discussed it, do you still think that and why? I'm going to be real with y'all. Even though we spent most of this episode trashing it, just absolutely just trashing and thrashing it, just like a dog with an old chew toy, just just ripping it apart. I do not hate this episode. I think it is perfectly serviceable for this show. Keep in mind, if this was a Twilight Zone episode, this would suck. Because the general level of quality for that show would make this episode suck. Mm-hmm. The general level of quality of the twi- the uh, Tales from the Dark Side makes this episode perfectly average. Mm-hmm. It is perfectly serviceable in just about every regard. It can be better. It could be a lot worse. But each aspect serves the whole purpose well. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is perfectly average in that regard. The downsides are perfectly balanced with the upsides of this episode. And that's where I'm going to, that's the hill I'm going to die on. (laughs) It's a very medium hill. Yeah, yeah. That's the computer I'm going to go in when I die. (laughs) That's a floppy disk I'll be saved to. That's a floppy disk. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm going to absolutely agree with that. And it's funny. I have a lot of fondness for this episode that's probably uncalled for. (laughs) But I I feel maybe extra fond for this episode because I use it as, like, the measuring stick for Mm -hmm. all other episodes. Is it worse than Mookie and Pookie or is it better than Mookie and Pookie? That's what makes this such a landmark episode in the Tales from the Dark side, at least season one, Mm -hmm. is that this is what I would consider the beautifully mediocre episode. Mm -hmm. It sets a pretty low bar. It's not going to go, it's not going to do a heavy hitter. It's not going to do some sort of insane idea. It's got the most basic and cliche idea. Uh, Now, to give it credit, I don't know how cliche this idea is in 1984. Not that cliche at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's cliche now. Like, now it is just so run-of-the-mill. But back then, I, I don't know how cliche it is. But... It's just your basic kind of idea. Ooh, what if you were downloaded into a computer after you die? those things. But it's not even focused on that part. It's focused on the people outside. And mm. it takes place in the same house, which, again, there's multiple rooms at least, so that gives it a little bit of an <laughs> A little extra more variety. Something. It's not in the corner of a bar. It's not <laughs> in one old man's house or anything like that. It's just... It's in oh, it's in a house, but it's but there's multiple rooms, and they're all distinct enough to feel different. Mm-hmm. And the acting is serviceable. Yeah. Like, it's not really good. But, but it's it could this, be so much worse. Which is weird, because these actors are actually good, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, know, and at the time, they were good at the time. Yeah, and I, I don't quite get... Maybe this just they didn't feel the script. Maybe the directing wasn't as good. I'm, I'm going to lean towards the directing not being too strong. Because they, again, at the time and earlier with better directors, they do good stuff. They do good work. And maybe I'm not giving them enough credit sometimes. I feel like that, that half smile Pookie gives her father when he addresses the computer as Kevin. She does a really good job with that scene that emotion mm-hmm. she has this half smile her eyes kind of sparkle like gotcha and mm-hmm. it is a very so she she's clearly good at like expressing but it's just there's not a lot of that in this episode yeah and that's kind of a sad thing because i feel like this episode could have been if it was well acted it could have been better it would have been a lot better if the music was more on point and the acting on other people's parts especially the parents because there's a whole aspect of their existence that is missing and that's important and that's grieving mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and that's a problem with the writing that yeah. they kind of ignore the fact that these people need to actually be devastated to be really relatable as fellow human beings they should be at least somewhat distraught over the death <laughs> of their son you know and again i pookie is the only one who is distraught and again, she doesn't even need to be, right? Because she mm-hmm. she is literally going to get her brother back. So her obsession with the computer is like twofold, right? If it's just grieving, then that makes perfect sense. And if it's literally, I'm going to save my brother this way, again, she doesn't need to grieve because she's going to save him. Why would you grieve someone who's, who's not dead? Especially um, if you can save them. Exactly. But the parents... They they have no amount of grieving. Like, the only time that even the mom says anything about Kevin is when, like, in the beginning, we miss him too, Susan. And, and, they, and they say it like, it's like, oh, well, I, I'm I'm sorry you ended up missing the K.K. Slider concert yesterday. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't worry. That, you have next week. You have next week. We missed him too. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how it feels. It's so unbelievably callous feeling. This was your child. But besides that, because of 
how other episodes are in this series, even that still is better in a lot of aspects than a lot of other episodes are in <laughs> general. Though, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give it some like a lot more credit right now. At least whatever they are feeling, the lack of grief, the anger, the determination, whatever they're feeling, we can actually see that's what they're feeling instead of the old man from Painkiller. <laughs> like, what is he feeling? His wife just died? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It's like, are you sarcastic right now? Are you 100% for this? Who knows? At least you can actually tell what the characters in this episode are thinking and feeling. So the acting is at least better than that. Again, it's just middle of the road. So it's definitely got a one up on painkiller. Yeah. But it's, again, it's perfectly average. Now I'm going to hit you with a question. Oh. How do you think Mookie got into the computer? What do you think is the method of which, or not the method, but rather how Mookie is in the computer? Is it his soul that was like digitized and sucked into the computer network? Or do you think he perfectly recreated his way of thinking and basically recreated his brain in the computer or some other third thing? How do you think that works? Oh, I have the, I have the answer. Like You have the answer? Time. Yeah. Do you remember... The television lips demon from Shocker. Oh my God! Yes, I do. He sold his soul to that guy. He had his computer. He got had his soul put into the computer. You got it, baby. <laughs> Nailed it. Head cannon. Official head cannon. That's how everyone gets into computers these days. Yes. <laughs> oh, and in case you don't know what Shocker is, it's like I don't know the exact year. I think it's like an '80s movie by Wes Craven. One of the best horror directors of all time. Guy who brought you Nightmare on Elm Street. The Hill I Will Die On. It's basically... How do I describe this? It's like... An inmate gains technological powers and goes on a serial killing spree. Yeah, you. who's the villain from Spider-Man that has like the electrical powers? Uh, Electro. Electro? I should have guessed that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically like if Electro just became the star in child's play and you just made that the movie that's kind of like the movie yeah so zaki i got a question for you Mm -hmm. how do you think mookie died honestly i totally am under the i am subscribed to the idea that he has been slowly being poisoned by his father so that way his dad could sell the computer because there is no reason why he was auctioning that computer off as fast as he did Literally months, like less than three months to sell that computer. I have a feeling that that was a money scheme to get just to get rid of his son so he could sell this very valuable computer. And that's why he doesn't mourn. And that's why one of the first thing he does when that kid is even just his body is still warm in the grave. Just all right, we're selling it. Just Pookie, get off of there. <laughs> It is so unbelievably callous, and he's so unrelenting with the approach that it is a machine, because that's the part he values. (laughs) You know, he refuses to even acknowledge his son, because because he wanted him out. He wanted him dead. (laughs) So that, that is what I personally believe. He was probably being poisoned in his food and didn't know why he was dying. Because keep in mind, he had been sick for a while. Which is why the mom noted that, oh, well, you're not going to go to summer camp because Kevin was too sick. This has been going on for a while, at least at the beginning of summer, that he has been sick. So, 
What that tells me is that he's slowly being poisoned, possibly by uh, antifreeze. That's it. Oh my gosh. He's putting antifreeze in his like Gatorade and just just putting it in there a little while, a little while, oh and then. God. And then when he's like, okay, it's time to cash in on this computer, he just puts more and more until Mookie passes away. Because we only see him just pass away, and he doesn't die of anything sudden. He just kind of suddenly, but not like violently dies. And it's during lunchtime, so as far as we know, he's probably drinking or eating something beforehand. Not with the family. So, yeah, I I don't know. it's possible. It's possible he probably died of like stomach hemorrhaging due to antifreeze being in his stomach for long periods of time and it's slowly eating away through his body. That's that's what I think. And, uh, <laughs> honestly, I have a hard time believing in anything else because there is no evidence for any other cause of death. So, Valina, since you are married to the five-star rating system... Where are you going to put this episode now that we've rewatched it again and have also had time from the first time we watched it to let this kind of simmer and boil and and cool down and congeal in our brains of like how we enjoy it and how it sits with us? Like not only how it sat with us like an hour after watching versus weeks after watching. How do you feel about it now? I, I say this is still, honestly, the perfect three stars. I feel like my fondness may have gone up for it almost enough to give it the three and a half stars. Ooh. But it's a bit of an unfair extra half point. It, mm-hmm. Like, I love it so much for being so plain that I want to give it that extra half star for, like, setting the bar so low and hitting all the points it wanted to hit. And it's... It doesn't really deserve more than three stars, mm. to be honest with you. I just like it a little bit extra because it's such a good measure against other things. <laughs> um, however, it deserves its three stars. And I would say that there's enough problems with the writing. Like, making the parents as callous as they are, that is like a, that's a writing problem. Like, it's not just mm. an acting problem because I feel like the actors honestly could have given it more... You know, I feel like the, the father didn't act like he was super cruel like in his facial expressions but his actions were really cruel right and Mm -hmm. again that's writing right so i I believe he could have actually delivered a more sympathetic portrayal of his character if he was given the correct material material to work with with. so again the writing is what ultimately brings it down speaking of writing i have another question How do you feel this episode tackles the being in a computer angle of this in comparison to the things that you've already seen and Mm -hmm. and are familiar with? How would you rate this episode among others and how well or not well this handles the concept of being in uh, having someone put into a computer? Well, in almost all the stories I've read, which keep in mind are a bunch of like kind of short stories here and there, so they're not like this big undertaking really that I've read, but it doesn't deal with it at all. It's all about Pookie, right? <laughs> so like as far as we're concerned for Mookie, this is not a change in his life. If anything, it's exactly the same as it's always been, except now he's not in pain right if he was in pain to begin with it's difficult to tell like we we only see him for like a minute maybe in just full body version mm. of Pookie so other than Pookie saying you look terrible 
we don't actually know if he's in any pain. I assume he is because he might have known he was going to die because mm. he did call her up there and then died like immediately after she left, right? So he might have actually felt, oh gosh, I'm getting worse. I better tell I feel the icy hands of death on my shoulders. I better call her up quick. Exactly. So maybe he was in pain. So, But again, this is not focused on him at all. Mm. It's not about being in the computer. It's about being a person having to believe that someone can be in the computer. But isn't that an interesting angle to take? It is. Uh... I mean, not as interesting <laughs> as it could have been if it was about being in the computer, but, uh, I mean, it's honestly the lesser interesting angle to take, but, uh, that's Mookie and Pookie going for the less interesting, uh, part, but. But, but you have to commend them for that angle, though, because. Mm. Like, yeah, it would have cost a lot of budget of their episode to try to render an in-computer world. I mean, it does. it's not trying to be Tron. <laughs> it's trying to be the person who walks into the arcade after the dude goes into the Tron car- arcade cabinet and is like, what's going on here? Like, why is this place empty? <laughs> you know, it's, it's an interesting angle for that kind of story. And it is a brave angle to take for it because it would be so easy to try to just focus on the obvious part of it like that's low-hanging fruit but you know sometimes the low-hanging fruit is the tastiest i'm just saying you know? yeah <laughs> but uh i i do want to give them credit on the regard that that is a interesting angle to take it right it's everyone around the computer that has the dude in it mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's a pretty interesting angle i think yeah it's like sci-fi without any of the actual sci-fi <laughs> Like, (laughs) (laughs) lo-fi. To relax or study to. (laughs) (laughs) So, Zachy, what is our next episode? Oh, boy, folks. Our next episode is going to be a real humdinger. It is the episode Slippage. And my god, I cannot wait to take you guys on this mild, this this super mild journey. (laughs) It is an amazing concept that is done in the least interesting way possible. And I cannot wait to talk about it. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. So, Valina, where can you find us on this vast, interconnected mainframe? Well, if you can hunt me down. You can email us at thishealthpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram with the handle thishousepodcast. And if you can navigate through the mainframe, please, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. We absolutely love it when you guys leave us reviews and we can't live without it. Well, folks, that's all for tonight's episode. So, listeners, as our guests of honor, get out of our house. Computers don't make errors. What they do, they do on purpose. By now, your name and particulars have been fed into every laptop, desktop, mainframe, and supermarket scanner that collectively make up the global information conspiracy, otherwise known as the Beast.